Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hey guys, Kim here with Midwest Family Wellness. So today is going to be a little bit different. We are in our new wellness room, actually recording with Dr. Amanda Drum, and we actually have a guest speaker today, and we will let Dr. Amanda tell you all about it. Hey guys, I'm super excited to be doing this podcast today um, with our special guest, Christy Cloutman, and she is an ISR instructor um, here in the St. Louis area that provides um, your child with lessons to have the competence, confidence, and skills of aquatic safety with IRS's self-rescue program. Um, ISR is the safest provider of survival swimming lessons for children six months to six years of age. So today I kind of just want to bring light to what ISR does for swim lessons and how you get involved with that. And I know I have a lot of parents here at the office that had some questions um, and we are just super excited to talk to Christy today and have those answered for you. So my name is Christy. I have been an ISR instructor in the St. Louis area for about seven years. I was involved with ISR from the beginning with my daughter. She was almost two at the time and she fell into our family hot tub. It was quiet. It was silent. I didn't hear her fall in. I saw her, um, but she didn't do anything except lay face down and it scared me. And I realized that we needed to get her some, some water safety skills. Mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine had been involved with ISR with her twins and so we signed her up. And I, I really didn't know what to expect with the lessons but it was amazing what she accomplished in such a short amount of time. What kids can learn is amazing. Yeah. And I was sold. Um, so we did, we did some refresher lessons with her and then we, we moved to St. Louis. Uh, my other two children also went through the ISR program and I decided that I was so passionate about it that I ought to teach it. So I trained and I'm, here I am teaching ISR in the St. Louis area. So when people say, oh, that's the lessons that, you know, people just throw your kid in the water. How do you, how do you respond to that? Cause that's what a lot of people think that the ISR was doing. Yeah, so I fight that stigma a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and I hear that often. Um, we don't throw babies in the pool. We teach them in very small steps mm -hmm. and very precise behavioral patterns of what to do, how to get from the exit or the end strategy, which would be to either stay and rest in your float if you're little or mm -hmm. to get out of the pool if you're older. Um, and then we teach backwards. So we teach in very small steps how to accomplish those skills. And once they have all their skills, once they're confident and competent in the water, then we teach them kind of what to do if they were to fall in. Um, it's very gentle. We don't toss them in. We don't chuck them in from the side. Um, we gently place them in the pool in different scenarios that simulate falling in mm -hmm. so that they know what to do if they were to fall in. We also practice in summer and winter clothes before their lessons are done mm -hmm. so that they know what to do with clothes on. I can tell you that um, a lot of kids have some sensory issues with clothing, especially mm -hmm. when it's wet, mm -hmm. it's heavy, it's awkward. And we want to make sure that their first experience, if they were to fall in with clothes on, would be with the instructor in the pool so that they know what they're doing, um, so that they have that experience already, and that they're confident if that were to happen again. So is each age group a different focus? <clears throat> yes. Okay, so Excellent question. 
So kids that are six months and sitting unassisted, up to about a year, up to about 12 to 18 months old, learn to roll and float and rest. Mm -hmm. um, we teach them that so that if they were to fall in, they can find their float. Mm -hmm. That's the most developmentally appropriate um, response for a child that age. Kids that are about a year and older learn to swim a short distance, about three or four seconds, roll over to float and rest, and then flip back over to swim. And they could continue that sequence until they were to find the edge or the steps. Mm -hmm. They can also really enjoy that swim, float, swim yeah. with yeah. mom and dad going back and forth from the steps to mom and dad. You spend a lot of time doing that in the summer. <laughs> yeah. So um, so what if people start, you know, they don't do the six-month or the year lessons and they start at three to four? Do you teach the float before you teach the swim, float, swim? That's a good question. Can I say that? Yeah, swim, float, swim. Float, swim. Uh, no, so we would start them as an older child uh, swimming, okay. usually. Um, every kid is different. So I kind of assess where they're at and what, they're, what I feel like their best strategy would be in teaching them the swim, float, swim. But usually we start with a short little swim and work backwards. Okay. So we teach the swim and we teach kind of how to get into that swim, mm -hmm. then a short float, flip over and swim. And then the last piece is the roll back to float so that they understand what to do if they fall in and they can chain that all together into a swim, float, swim. Gotcha. So I have had parents ask me if their child is too old for ISR at mm -hmm. three, four, and five, and I say no. I've got seven, eight-year-olds that are in the pool with me. There isn't really an age that's too old for ISR. If your child needs some safety skills in the water, then they're ready for ISR. It doesn't matter their age. And I know you said you're around the St. Louis area, but do you have specific areas that you work out of, or how do they go about lessons? Sure. Um, I have a website. It's isrstl.com. Um, you can go there and reach out for more information. There are a couple of my locations listed on the website. I teach year-round, so lessons are available almost every month of the year. Um, I take new students starting in January and up through October. I teach out of the center of Clayton in the mornings, and then I teach at River Chase in Fenton in the evenings. I do also offer sessions in the St. Charles County area mm -hmm. um, seasonally, so those are available as well. Pretty much if you have a pool and you're interested in lessons, reach out, mm -hmm. and we can find either myself or another instructor that can help you get those lessons. And I know we had talked about having nurses that do like an exam before your child mm -hmm. or their child starts lessons. Can you kind of talk about the... Um, the process. The whole process. Sure. So we have a registration process that every child goes through. Um, we have a team of nurses that assess each child's medical history. Um, it's confidential. It goes through the, the ISR website. It's a corporate website that they um, have the ability to review each child's medical history. If they have questions, they go back and ask the parent and converse and make sure that everything is in order. Um, and then we as instructors get the information that we need to provide the safest lessons possible. So if I need to adjust lessons a little bit or um, if the child has a special need that I need to be aware of, then I'm aware of it and I can adjust the lessons and tailor them to that child individually mm -hmm. so that they're receiving the safest and most effective lessons possible. Yeah. I think that's super beneficial. Oh, yeah. Peace of mind for parents who are like, well... Yeah, because as know. you said, every kid is different. Oh, so. my gosh. Every child is yeah. different. Yeah. And, every, and I could never place an expectation <clears throat> on a child that Billy would be the same as Sally. Mm -hmm. Every kid performs differently, and every kid's needs are different. And it's very helpful to have that team of nurses available to give us that information so that we can make them as successful as possible. 
Do you work with any like handicapped needs right now? Um, yes, I do have children that have different abilities and special mm -hmm. needs. It's, they're some of my most precious students and they do amazing in the pool and it's so That's wonderful awesome. to see what they can do. Yeah, I'm That's amazed so awesome. every day. I'm amazed at every student. Yeah. yeah. I get goosebumps and chills every day and I've, shed, and I've shed many tears with many <laughs> parents over the, the accomplishments of their children. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so awesome yeah. to see what kids can do, yeah. I work with kids every day and I feel the same way, so I love it. So you understand. Yes, I love it. Um, let's talk about parents for a second. I know, you know, we some think that we just throw them into the pool. We talked about, you know, that's not what you're doing. But do you have parents that think it's hard to watch their kid during lessons? Do they walk away? Do oh, they, sure. Do they hang out? Do they get over their fear? Like, how do you work with the parents as well? Typically, and sometimes parents ask, do I get in with, with you for lessons? Mm -hmm. You know, would it? Um, no, typically we have chairs poolside and you come and sit and watch and cheer for your kids. Mm -hmm. you're, you're their biggest advocate. Yeah. You're their biggest cheerleader. You know, we want you to be there and support them with positivity. Are mm -hmm. lessons hard to watch? They can be. Um, I, was a, I was an ISR parent three yeah. times over before I became <laughs> yeah. an instructor, and I'd be lying to you if I said it wasn't difficult to watch my kid do something hard for the first time by themselves. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to be in there and do it with them, and it wasn't my thing to do. It was their skill to accomplish, yeah. and they can do it, and they can do it in a big way. If we step back and champion them and allow them the ability to make this accomplishment theirs. Mm -hmm. So as an instructor, I'm... I'm there to help you do that, but I'm working with the child one-on-one -on -one in the pool and they find their best success that way. You guys, I'm so happy right now. This is like lighting up my future mom heart right now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually it. have a lot yes. of parents that reach out when their kids are not born yet and yeah. say, hey, I'm, I'm planning on doing this. When should I reach out? What should I be doing? Yeah. You know, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. I'm so excited mm -hmm. when I get an email like that, yeah. you know, and I tell them, Reach out about a month or two in advance of when you want lessons because we do book. We yeah. get full, um, especially in the summer. The best time to reach out is a month or two before you're interested in starting lessons. Um, and reach out to the instructor and say, hey, you know, what are your locations? What are your time frames? Let's get this scheduled. Yeah. Uh, I have parents that reach out when their kids are four months. Then we go ahead and get them on the schedule. And then they're ready to go. And they might not be sitting unassisted right away at six months. So we mm -hmm. can adjust that start date if we need to. But, yeah, being proactive is amazing. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Amanda was saying that her family's around water all the time. All the time, yeah. Whether it's a pool or a lake. Yeah, this is definitely something that I've been interested in ever since I found out I was pregnant. Even before that, I've had um, a bunch of friends put their kids through the lessons, and it's just amazing that the kids are so confident in the water, but the parents are so confident mm -hmm. that they, they can actually relax when they're on vacation and mm -hmm. not have to worry, like, oh, where's my kid? Oh are they okay? I mean, yeah, you still want to watch them, but Absolutely. you don't have to panic that, oh, they don't know how to swim or what are they going to do? So well, that's what I'm, and that's I a, That's a good segue actually into, well, what are the layers of protection? Perfect. Yeah. And what can we do to keep our child safer around the pool? And there's a lot of things in ISR or survival swim lessons, or really any type of swim lesson. That's just one piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. We can talk about fences. You know, if you have a pool, you should have a four-sided fence around your pool. There should not be a way for you to get to the pool from your house without a locked fence. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about alarms. You know, having a pool alarm. They have the safety turtle alarm that I've seen. That's a great option. There are other options out there too. But alarms on your doors and locks that the kids can't reach mm -hmm. to get to the pool area. Those are important. Knowing CPR. 
every family member should know CPR that's old enough to do CPR. I had a mom the other day who had to do CPR on her daughter because she choked. It had oh nothing gosh. to do with the water. Yeah. But she saved her daughter's life because from a, a scary situation because yeah. she knew CPR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every caregiver should know CPR. Water skills. Mm-hmm. They ought to be able to know how to swim. And you might think, okay, well, I'll put my child in a puddle jumper because that's a safety, Ooh, that's yeah, a safety skill. Yeah. You know, that's a safety um, device. Those are meant for the boat mm-hmm. or the dock or the lake. Those are Coast Guard approved life-saving devices. They're not meant to teach your child to swim. Mm-hmm. So when a kid who's been in a puddle jumper gets in the pool and swims, they think they're doing the work and they're not. If they take that device off and get back in, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to swim. That's a very dangerous situation. Oh my goodness. Puddle jumpers put children in a very vertical position in the water, which is also known as the drowning position. A a small child cannot maintain a vertical treading water posture with their head out of the pool for very long. So when I get a kid who's been in a puddle jumper, most of the time, it's a very long learning curve of how to get horizontal in the I pool. never thought about it. Oh, like it's that. very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. um, they, they're vertical and they're treading okay. and they might be very close to the side of the pool, but they just can't get there mm-hmm. because they can't get horizontal enough to grab the side. Yeah. And that's so dangerous. Yeah. And they don't really know how to swim. So you're taking a child who's having the work done for them by the puddle jumper with confidence, <laughs> who thinks they know how to swim and they don't, mm-hmm. and it's dangerous. So that confidence doesn't have competence to go with it. Right. ISR lessons or survival swim lessons teach kids what to do in the pool with their own buoyancy. So they're not dependent on a flotation device to do the work for them. And that's the safest way for a child to understand yeah. the water. So, so. Let, let's talk about um, like commitment. If we did have the puddle jumper, I know a lot of parents use those. How long does it take for them to get out of that habit to successfully go to a float? Sure. And every kid is different, Mm -hmm. right? So it might take a child one or two weeks to learn that horizontal positioning and get a really good swim. Mm -hmm. Um, And it might take a child a couple days. You you know, I just, I don't know. But it is possible to break those habits and and to teach them the proper way to swim as long as you're not reverting back to using those puddle jumpers during or after lessons. Because a young child doesn't understand the difference between being in a puddle jumper or a life jacket versus being being out of one. So when they spend 10 minutes in lessons learning this nice horizontal posture, mm-hmm. and then they go home and spend 45 minutes to two hours in a, in a life jacket, mm-hmm. they're undoing all that muscle memory yep. that they just learned. So we teach by muscle memory. We mm-hmm. teach in sensory motor learning. So they're learning basically the way that you learn to ride a bike. So those muscle mm-hmm. memories are built, but you can undo those muscle memories mm-hmm. by creating new muscle memories. Right. And so when we undo those memories that they're learning in the short amount of time of lessons, by doing the opposite Opposite. over and over and over again, we retrain our muscles. And so parents need to understand, okay, when they have their skills, then we play and use those skills Mm -hmm. and we don't revert back to using those puddle jumpers in the pool because that creates an unsafe environment. What is the actual timeline of commitment for just someone who wants to start these lessons? Sure. When you commit to lessons, it is an initial commitment of time. Lessons are up to 10 minutes a day. We teach Monday, usually Monday through Friday. Kids come every day, Monday through Friday, for about 10 minutes a day. Typically, most kids are skilled in about four to six weeks. We go as fast as the kids let us go. We don't stop until they've mastered the skills. Um, some kids get it much faster. Some kids take a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the child is done when they're skilled. And then what do you do when they have mastered that skill? Do you keep 
continuing on with the next skill or do you sure. take a break? Um, once a kid has mastered their ISR skills, it's a great idea to maintain those skills. What does that look like? That could be a couple of different options. I have some families that come and see me once a month for a maintenance lesson. We just make sure their skills are sharp, that they're maintaining those skills, that they're looking fabulous as their bodies grow. As you know, mm -hmm. toddlers grow so fast. So fast. So what looks right for a six-month-old in their float yeah. might look completely different for a two-year-old. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that those skills are growing with their changing bodies. I do have some families that come see me every six months to a year for a refresher lesson. That typically looks like one or two weeks of lessons to get them tuned up and ready to go for the summer. And then I don't see them again for another six months to a year because they're ready to swim and their parents are swimming with them and they're doing great. It's a good idea to maintain their skills somehow. Once they're finished with that initial six to, you know, four to six weeks of lessons, um, that initial commitment is done. But like any skill that you want to maintain, mm -hmm. it's a good idea to kick the rest off and keep, yeah. keep it sharp. Um, when a child is about four and a half or five and they've mastered the ISR program and they're doing amazing things in the pool, um, then if they're able to take verbal directions and apply them to their swimming. So if I can say, hey, Johnny, move your arms, you know, and kick your legs like, a, you know, whatever, then I would say they're probably ready for something more like a stroke lesson. Um, I have an instructor that I recommend. I'm sure that there are other great options out there. Mm -hmm. What I will tell you is if you're looking for a lesson beyond ISR, like a, a next step, make sure that they are a private instructor, that they're doing private lessons one-on-one. -on -one. That's really a good option to get mm -hmm. the most benefit for your child um, until they're a little older and ready for more of a group lesson. How do parents or clients get in contact with you? Do they go through the IRM? I don't work for the IRS. <laughs> ISR, or do they reach out to you directly? Sure. Um, so my website is a great place to start. It's www.isrstl. Dot com. They can also go to infantswim.com. That's the national infant swim mm -hmm. website. Um, that is a great way to find an instructor if you're not from the St. Louis area that's close to you. My email address and my phone number are both listed on my website. I do get a lot of phone calls in the summer and I have a really hard time returning them because my my evenings are filled with sleeping. But um, <laughs> you can call me um, or just shoot me a text or an email and say, hey, let's schedule a phone call if you really want to chat. That's, I do a lot of talking. Um, so I'd be happy to talk you through any questions that you have. I think I just have one final question, and it's kind of a, kind of a random one, I guess. But is there a best color swimsuit that you should put your kid in? That's an excellent question, actually. So if you think about the color of water and the color of like the bottom of most pools, mm -hmm. they're fairly blue or gray, you know, mm -hmm, they're muted. Yeah. And I find so many swimsuits are blues mm -hmm. and grays and yeah. greens. And if you're trying to spot your child and God forbid it at the bottom of the pool, you want it to be a bright color. Yeah. So, and I have on my Facebook page, it's um, ISR St. Louis. I have a couple of posts that show you what those colors of swimsuits look like both on the surface and underneath. So you oh, can wow. actually see that, oh my gosh, green doesn't show up very well. Yeah. Or even like, you know, a color that you might think would show like up better, like a purple, yeah. doesn't really show up all that well. Bright orange, mm -hmm. bright yellow, 
something vibrant that you can spot from a mile away. Those are excellent yeah. choices, not only for the pool, but the beach. Yeah. Because you want to, you know, if you lose sight of your child at the beach, you want to make sure that you're mm -hmm. spotting them immediately. Mm -hmm. Another good tip is if you're at a public pool or a beach, take a picture of your child in the outfit that they're wearing that day so that you can show that picture to somebody if you need to, so mm -hmm. you have a record of what they look like on that particular that's day. Really and tip. actually, that's a good tip for going anywhere public. Anywhere, yeah. yeah. Um, like a, a theme park or the mm -hmm. zoo or whatever. Have that picture on your phone available so that you can show um, a security person so that you have that. Extra safety tip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of figured there was a, had to be a good color, but I didn't even think about like purples and greens. Yeah, purple would kind of fade out. It's a little bit. It's not as vibrant as you yeah. would think. Yeah. yeah. But check out my ISR St. Louis Facebook page. There's a couple of good posts on there about what to wear to the pool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, parents, I hope this gave you a little bit of information about what is available in our St. Louis area that could potentially help your child in you know, a situation you never thought you would be in. Yeah, Christy, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come talk oh, to us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. This was wonderful. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, I think that's it. So thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.